Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. Presented to you with love by me, Lauren. And her very cute friend, Victoria. This week, we're going to be talking about some fun topics. We're going to be talking about sexting. We're going to be talking about taking nudes and feeling good about it. And we're also going to be talking about the scary topic of the dating apps, which actually aren't so scary, except for that they are because dating is terrifying. But we want to talk about how to be a little bit more comfortable about that. So who are we? We are two horny, gorgeous sweethearts from Melbourne, Australia, and we love talking about all things love, communication, relationships, sex, people, and really getting knee-deep in our feelings talking about these things that matter so much to us. So what we offer is that you can send us questions, areas of curiosity, ask for opinions, uh, and share topics with us, and then we have a chat about them. And it really is about having a friendly conversation and for us to chat with each other, share with you, share our experiences and our opinions. And it's really a jumping off point for you to go and have beautiful homework adventures of your own. Uh, The only rule for this show is that it's a real shame-free zone. We are massively anti-shame and us doing this podcast is an act of us dismantling our own shame, really. And it's also important to know that while we are your sex posse friends uh, and we believe in you and we support you, we are not professionals. We're not therapists. We're not sex therapists. And if you've got big concerns or you need a little bit of extra help, we absolutely recommend seeing a professional because we bloody love therapy. But let's get this beautiful show on the road. Vix, what have we got in the mailbox today? All right, so we have a new question for you. Get ready. Dear Wonderfully Done, I'm a straight cis guy and I'm absolutely terrified of the apps. I don't think all of the nightmare stories about men on the apps that my female and queer friends have told me have helped. Do you have any suggestions on how I could feel more comfortable? So as per usual, uh, I feel like we've got a lot to say about it and we've also got questions. The main thing for me... (laughs) Questions! I'm just like, what is the fear? Are you worried about being a creep? Are you worried about being publicly shamed? Are you worried about people saying mean things about dating you and brutal comparison? Or like, where? what kind of fear are we talking about here? Yeah, I think that's the first thing that I think of, right? Is that... The, the whole thing is like the the horrible experiences that you're generally hearing about, at least from what I understand, they're quite different experiences that men have. Like the, 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 the problems don't always mirror each other. Like I feel like there's like less fear perhaps that someone's gonna like sexually assault you there's less fear that somebody's going to abuse you (laughs) there's less fear of um telling personal details and that this person might be a creep or uh, sexualize you or send you unsolicited pictures I just feel like the sort of bad experiences that you're describing if you're you know a straight man I feel like they're just kind of a lot less likely to happen to you. I am, of course, in no way, shape or form saying that these things do not happen to straight men, but it's on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Is it a question of you being intimidated versus like genuine fear or a safety fear? I mean, we've definitely got questions around that. I do want to acknowledge that 
dating itself is a really scary thing. I feel like, you know, if this straight cis guy is worried about being a creep or it going poorly, there's nothing that we could say or that anyone else could say that will make you feel totally calm and have no fear about trying online dating or trying the apps. Like there's going to be some discomfort. There's going to be some vulnerability there. But what are we talking about when we're talking about being terrified? You know, are you worried that you'll be bullied? Hmm? Like it is like a given like about dating. You've of course, everyone out there listening who's listened to me and Lauren talk before knows obviously that when we're able, we date. We think dating's cool. Obviously, we're extremely interested in all things love, relationships, and people connecting. But the thing about dating is really accepting within yourself in a very real way that there is likely a lot of disappointment ahead. Um, because when you do something like dating, like you're putting yourself out there, aka being vulnerable which you know is really important because like the best experiences in life you know I believe usually come with a bit of vulnerability and a little bit of a discomfort and yeah being willing to potentially get rejected in different ways absolutely and it's one of those things where dating apps are a really big part of like the modern dating scene it doesn't mean that you have to engage with dating apps Uh, i feel like it's totally worth you trying but if you hate dating apps thoroughly all the time and you just don't have a good relationship with them over time you're probably not going to be bringing the greatest energy or the greatest attitude to the dating app conversations anyway so it's okay to give it a go and say it's really not for you or most of us go through cycles of like on it messaging on it dropping off it back on try some things like it's okay to be cyclical but maybe just give yourself three months to three months to six months of just trying Uh, And know that, you know, you can look after your safety. You can try and make safe decisions. I think it's really great that your friends have been talking to you about their experiences. It means that they trust you. It means they hope that you'll be listening to them. And on the flip side, I also think it's great to show, to talk to your friends about your Tinder dating bio or your pictures or your description if you need a bit of reassurance. Uh, And if you're worried that you might get made fun of or something like that, getting feedback's an awesome thing to do. Totally. Like, I think it's, it, it is really great and important that your friends felt comfortable enough to share those experiences. Like, the realities of dating and vulnerability, they are rough. And I think it's really important when we talk about dating to be realistic about the actual world that we live in today. Like, I think this is kind of jumping back a bit, but sort of like thinking about, you know, the whole the apps as a concept. Like, you know, I have been experimenting with online dating for a very long time, much earlier than when it became socially acceptable. I would say sort of like circa maybe like 15, 14 is when I started looking into this sort of stuff. Um, Probably like the first sort of like website that I was using was one called Zoosk. I remember that word. (laughs) You just you just like slingshotted me back to like 2005 or something where Zoosk was an actual website that existed. Yes, yes. Park connected through Bebo for a while there. 
And, um, you know, a lot of that, like at that time, like I kept secret, like, I don't think I started like talking openly about online dating until I was, you know, in my very early twenties when I think Tinder came onto the scene. Um, I think I must've been like 21 and I think I had like, I'd just broken up with a boyfriend that had moved overseas and, um, my sister was like, it's time for you to jump back on the horse. Like, um, this is, this new app has come out, you know, like have a go. And so, you know, was on Tinder, obviously in between there, you know, all kinds of strange dating websites like NZ, I think it was NZ Dating, a really terrible one in New Zealand. <laughs> like, oh my God, that just like makes me think about, I was doing a school project um, my, in my final year of university and um, my topic was all about sex. And as one of my, um, <laughs> one of my experiments, I put like a suggestive photo on on that website and you can put like what you're looking for there and so I included like sexual encounters as like a specific thing and I think in like a month I got something like a thousand messages oh my which, god which at that time was like pretty like crazy <laughs> you know <laughs> and I was really like wow okay and the, the different things that people felt like they were allowed to say to me just because I had expressed that I had sexual interest of any kind which kind of leads into that whole other thing of like the weirdness around like a lot of people are looking for sexual encounters but I still think that sometimes especially straight men are really funny as soon as you bring sex into the conversation it kind of like changes how they treat you and how they talk to you despite it being like a very human normal thing to be hunting for it's so <laughs> strange and it comes up in the kink scene as well where there's a lot of guys that feel like uh, women want someone really dominant and really masculine and really confident and that that should look like just ditching good manners yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> and like a good top or a good dom is usually like the most polite person so much of the time and like respectful to everyone like they might be self-assured they might be confident they might be whatever but they understand respect and respect is like a huge part of it and so, dudes, like, respect and good manners is hotter than anything else you could oh, do yeah. in, in, a, in a conversation mm. on they the apps. love some good manners. <laughs> anyway, my giant preamble was basically to talk about the apps is an interesting concept. I think what's really important to remember is that it's people who make up the apps that we use. These are all everyday people that we share the world with every day. This just sort of like exposes another lens to see people through that you might not usually. And I find people often blame the apps for the start of dating. Like I think it is definitely fair to say that the apps have accelerated things like, you know, disposability of people. Like it really feels like, oh, this one didn't pan out. I can just jump back in or like swipe a new one and I will find something else, you know, you know, because we're all looking for very different things on there. And if you're just looking to, you know, penetrate somebody like it's a pr pretty low bar of uh, fulfilling that. Right. So I think, you know, I think it's really important at the end of the day to just think about the fact that like the apps are just a piece of technology that people are using. You know, when somebody swipes or somebody sends a message like that's a person. And I think if people were more considerate of that, you were speaking to like a human being uh, when you're on the apps I, th I feel like it would be a much nicer place to be. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Rather than just chuck spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. Or just think about it's fine for me to be rude or it's fine for me to be whatever because I'm never going to see this person. Because, you know, you should treat others how you want to be treated, you know, on the apps as well as anything else. And I mean, we're going into just dating profile etiquette here, but it's great to ask those friends, hey, you know, like I want to go on the apps. I'm feeling a bit intimidated. You shared some things that went really badly. Could you share anything that went well? You know, can I can I hear about what was good or what was attractive or, you know, all the good things that happened? You know, it I is, think like, is a good idea. Totally. Like, what is what are green flags for the people in your life when they are looking at profiles? Like, what do they hope to see? What would turn them on? What would make them feel excited? What would make them feel engaged? What would make them want to have a conversation? Like, how can... How can you put some, because essentially like at the end of the day, like your profile, it's your ad. And I wish more people realize that that's a fucking advertisement for like why you're worth talking to or engaging with as a person. <laughs> like there are just so many profiles for like dudes, especially that I see where you're literally like, there is no fucking information there. And there are bad photos like, and like, that's, that's it. Like badly lit, um, no smiling, no friends, no hobbies. And I'm just sort of like, what, what are you offering here? Because the thing is, when you share things about yourself on your profile, that's like your first step at vulnerability. And if somebody isn't even willing to put the vulnerability into trying to describe themselves, like I know people get very like t tired of it as a concept. Like, how do I distill myself? Which is why it is so good to ask friends how they would describe you. I mean, I'd probably stay away from like, there's this really like uh, thing that people do where they, um, you know, they do those like friend ratings. Like, this is what my, how my mom rated me and like, Gross, my best no. friend. And, like, no, go away. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, but like, if, if you want to own that as part of who you are, like, that's, that's up to you. But, <laughs> mm, dearie me. I mean, if you have friends that are good enough that you can go to them and say, what do you think would be great about dating me? What should I include on my dating profile? Like, you know, here's 10 photos, help me pick three. Like, like, how do you think someone, what impression would this dating profile give? I think that can help a whole lot. At the end, you need to feel authentic and comfortable about what you end up with, but getting some feedback can really help. And, uh, and things like, uh, just some real big no-nos are things like, uh, Tinstagramming that I've seen since Tinder allows people to connect their profiles with Instagram. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to go and like creep on someone's Instagram, um, from Tinder. Definitely don't do that. And I would just say, if you're open to dating, I would make the apps not the only way that you get dates or seek dates. Like I would talk to your friends and say, hey, I'm available. I'd love to practice dating. I'd love to have some low key dates with more people. Do you have any friends who are single? Do you have anyone who just needs, you know, a good time by which I mean a drink, a walk, you know, a chat or whatever. Good idea to try and source dates from other things. Otherwise it can feel like the apps are your only choice um, and it can be really tiring and really draining, especially if that's not going so well. So trying some other methods um, might be good ideas, like saying yes to parties of people that you know less, you know, go to those, meet more people that way, just so that you're doing a combination of meeting people in person as well as just through the apps as well. Yeah, I think, 
you know, like really sitting and having a think about like, what are you looking for from the apps? What are you looking for in trying to meet more people? Like, are there some, like what are the needs that you're trying to fulfill in your life right now? Like, uh, is it just to feel validated in being attractive and that there's some people out there who uh, might think you are nice or uh, want to fuck you or, you know, uh, various things? Um, are you on a hunt for a serious partner? Do you feel like there's a big gap in your life and you want to find your person? Are you looking for, you know, sex or play uh, if if and when we're allowed to do that or if you are where, wherever you're living right now um because I, th- I think it can make it a little bit easier if you're really honest with yourself and what you want out of it and it can be a little bit less disappointing I think um because at the end of the day right uh, whenever you match somebody it's two people that have needs and it's really figuring out do these is there a spark uh do we communicate together in a way that feels nice um do we want the same things uh would we enjoy potentially looking into giving those things to each other you know it's just kind of like I guess the bouncing off board right because it's like if it goes well with somebody on the apps then usually you know you'll move the conversation elsewhere like you know when I'm dating actively um, I'll like move people to Instagram DMs seems really like common these days, but like, honestly, at least, especially during the pandemic, I'm finding it really like you move to Instagram DMs and then like the conversation completely dies. So I'm like wondering whether maybe it's better to keep people a little bit longer in the specific dating area, just so they're in like that mindset. Because when, once you move to things like Insta, you know, that's like a play zone. Um, of course, texting people, I think is great. You know, usually I'll like sometimes have like a phone call before having a date with somebody and you know because it's really just trying to ascertain like uh, are we do we vibe and and, yeah uh, do we vibe and do Mm. we do we want to do a thing together like I think what Lauren said was pretty much it like getting more comfortable is accepting that you feel uncomfortable right now and trying anyway Mm. uh I mean most of the great things as we've mentioned today like are beyond your level of comfort and also you know maybe it's less uncomfortable than your brain's making it out to be right now because it sounds like you don't really know yet because you're just basing it on um from what you've described experiences from people who were probably well it sounds like they're looking at dating different people to you for a large part (laughs) (laughs) their experience will not be your experience exactly like you will have your own um and you will very quickly i imagine find what feels good and what doesn't feel good Definitely. And I would say, you know, just to summarize, we're absolutely encouraging you. We hope you have an amazing time We're we're wondering where your fear is coming from and what kind of fear it is. And I think it's worth processing that. I think it's worth talking, you know, maybe talking to therapists about why this feels really daunting for you, acknowledging that dating will be a bit scary regardless. You're not going to be zooming in here perfectly confident, even if other people make you feel like you should be. And um, if you're worried about being a creep on the app itself, you know, good manners, respectfulness, run things by your friends, profile and and, uh, photo 
feedback sounds great. Feel free to give your Tinder messaging to a friend to read how you chatted with someone if you feel that able to do it, you know, um, to, to say, you know, good, bad or otherwise. And really thinking about there are people in this technology. Women women and queer folks are not showing up to the dating apps to be mean as a whole. No. We're, you know, generally <laughs> not. Some people are rude. It's the same as, as anywhere. And uh, listen to yourself, you know, try and figure out how dating apps could be fun for you. Design a little time for yourself to give it a little bit of a little bit of a go. Give it a red hot try. And uh, and yeah, just know that there's going to be some disappointment ahead, but there can be some great things. And you can also ask your friends about what those great things were and, and how that was for them. So good luck out there, dear listener. We believe in you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, approaching with uh, curiosity and giving yourself the, the room to do that. And, you know, it's actually really common, I think, that people are still afraid of using the apps or they... Um, don't want it to be part of their dating experience because they just expect to be able to meet somebody IRL but also don't put themselves out there in enough meaningful ways where you would meet new people so you know good on you for realizing that that's something that you want to have a try at and something that you'd like to put active effort into like sometimes things in life just happen but mostly they happen because we put the effort in uh with thought uh so best of luck like have a go and let your friends support you and take nice photos uh, you know share them with your pals do i look hot like <laughs> please like <laughs> do i feel hot do i look yeah. hot you know that's absolutely a good thing and think about what makes you you think about what makes you special and fun to date and unique you know we don't want to just all the profiles to look alike all righty, Vix. Well, what have we got for question number two? Okay, my sweethearts, and on to our next question. Dear Wonderfully Done, I've been sexting and sending nudes for basically the first time during lockdown, and it's been lovely, but my sexting partner is a lot more experienced with this stuff than I am. Sometimes when they ask me to tell them slash describe what I want, I freeze up because I'm afraid of doing it wrong. I also struggle to vary my pictures because... A, I'm self-conscious about my body, even though my partner clearly loves it. And B, I don't have much equipment to help, like a selfie stick, tripod, or even a proper mirror. I guess I'm wondering if that's something that either of you have struggled with and how you moved past it. Do you have some tips for taking better nudes? My sexting partner is so gentle and lovely and patient with me, and I'm frustrated that I'm still having these issues. So, dear listener, yes, I have had experience such as these. It took me a long time to feel like I had the permission to treat myself as a hot person and objectify myself and make images of myself, decoupling that from the shame, because depending on your age, you probably got yelled at to not do that, <laughs> which, is, which is a powerful inhibitor for some of us. And yeah, it really took a lot of time. Uh, it didn't just take the kind words of partners, but me taking an interest in sexualizing myself and how nudes felt for me that helped me develop a feeling of like, oh, regardless of what anyone else thinks, I like this. I think this is cool. Like this is helping me see myself differently and I feel good about it. 
Um, and then even sharing some nudes with platonic pals, which we've talked about um, on another episode in particular. That's me talking specifically about nudes. Uh, sexting and nudes are different but related, um, I would say. Uh, and in terms of sexting, it, it is hard because really questioning uh, are we wanting to perform hotness for the partner or are we hoping to actually express what we're sexually thinking and feeling? And the self-consciousness of am I doing it right, am I hot as I'm doing it can get in the way of authenticity, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say that, Lauren. Like, It's unfortunately a lot of the things that this sort of sexual, sensual sphere kind of fall into in everyday life is the very performative kind of aspect and a lot of uh, worry and concern on how things should like re-performing, I guess, your own interpretations of what you think the right way has been from what you've seen, the pressure we put on ourselves to be able to do that when we don't look like the people in those, you know, images of we have of what should be hot and sexy. Like there's so many things coming together to, yeah, make things feel difficult or scary. Uh of course, I have heaps, <laughs> heaps and heaps of um, experience uh, struggles in this kind of area. Uh, like Lauren, it's taken me a really, really long time to work through a bunch of that. I would say, you know, like I was definitely probably taking sexy photos of myself, like, or at least trying younger than I, you know, probably should have been. But I mean, that's the thing, right? As, as a teenager, like you're trying to figure out like your blossoming sexuality and, and what to do with it. And I just think this is like a very normal part of the teenage experience. Like I still remember <laughs> uh, the first time, um, you know, like people just being like fucking creepy, like being like 13 or 14 and people asking for like you know like a fucking pussy shot i'm like fuck what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah getting asked about whether i shaved and stuff and oh, i'm like i am 13 what oh, is happening yeah, yeah the, like what cup size uh Ugh. yeah do you shave or not and do you squirt what like the, oh my god the oh. of being like a young <sighs> children young lady and what people would ask you which god was damn you know it. stressful so <laughs> I ended up sending that person like um, a close up of an armpit from my head. <laughs> <laughs> they were real stoked on it. So oh I my felt, god! Um, very powerful. It was great. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, They're like, "What a hot pussy photo!" <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot. Just, well, that's the thing about folds of skin, right? Oh. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's <laughs> all context is everything. <laughs> why do people like fat people more in general? Like, so many beautiful folds. Folds look yes. gorgeous. Mm, mm, I tell mm, you. Mm, 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 um, so I guess you know a lot of my like probably f like sexy photo taking of myself until maybe like the last couple of years was like very based on like I guess you know I, I had like you know like decently large boobs so you know it was a lot of like cleavage shots and stuff like that and focusing on my face you know because that classic like oh you know she's got a very beautiful face you know she's got that you know so I'm like oh so I guess a uh, good face and big titties I guess I'll focus on that uh just do some nice like you know holding up the camera high looking down you know yeah it's a little bit of duck face action you know so there's like quite a lot of that but I wouldn't say like kind of like 
I guess further nudes than that. Um, yeah, it's I, I like hated myself too much to be honest, and like I feel like that's the thing at that time. I was kind of like, how I don't understand how other people would find my body attractive, and just feeling like so much shame, and I I feel like almost like holding room for the shame of the other people, if that makes sense, kind of in like almost that like I'm sorry that I'm fat and I'm sorry that you've you know you talking to me have to deal with the fact that I'm fat (laughs) I'm sorry this is what I've got because you won't like it kind of yeah 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 yeah. so that's like you know there's definitely some like more difficult experiences you know as a young person but you know when I really started taking I guess more control on um developing a better relationship with my body and changing the way that I talk to myself, you know, I've always been a pretty like sensual sexual person. It's definitely something that I worked out was something that I was very interested in like early on in my life. Um, and I think as my like relationship with me improved, like, you know, taking photos and, you know, changing the way that I dress were definitely part of that. And, um, like Lauren, I would say that I found a lot of power within myself in these kinds of photos I was taking. Like, uh, for me, I actually, I really, really like being looked at, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so taking photos of courses is great for that, like, um, but I would say, especially with, like, making, like, a nudie Instagram and that sort of thing, like, and taking more photos, uh, you know, having a partner at that time that I knew was, like, wildly into my body. And it's just kind of, like, the and where I was. Because, like, it, feeling good about your body, it, like, has to come from you first. Like, no, I know we've talked to – we'll talk about this a bajillion times, I'm sure. But, like, it has to come from you first. The only person that can give that is you. Other people can support you. But, like, at the end of the day, the, the backbone is your own feelings about yourself. Um A hundred percent. Something for me that was very helpful was finding women that had bodies that squished and sat and looked the way that mine looked. Because when I was Googling how to take good nudes or how to take hot photos, their bodies just didn't look anything like mine. And And it was really hard. And so finding actual hot luscious babes that had bodies like mine but also they felt very embodied in their sexuality they looked like they were comfortable they looked like they were confident they weren't like doing the most unrealistic wild bizarre things and absolutely finding people that keep their editing to a minimum really helps a hell of a lot and finding those babes that have bodies like yours and then zooming on over into their comments and seeing everyone going a (laughs) wooga in the comments is like is so helpful you know nice like reminder of like the real world you know the real world is so much broader than the very like teeny weeny bit of the world that reaches mainstream like I would definitely say like watching porn of fat women um definitely (laughs) changed the way I saw my body a little bit and that I could see how sexy that could be. And, you know, it really wasn't until the last couple of years that I saw more media like that. Um, Cause just like in the world in general, not even like just pornography, but like you barely see um, people with like varying levels of body fat portrayed as being sexual beings, uh, sexualizing themselves, um, being the romance or the desirable person that, that people, people are going after and you know I feel like 
being fed with all that shit constantly is like you have this internal narrative of like yeah like can I be sexy so some of what Lauren said of like giving yourself permission to be that hot person by your terms and creating things of yourself that make you feel good like I like to think about taking news a bit like masturbating you know like you are creating something in that moment that is of you, for you, for you to feel good. You are the artist behind the lens who is controlling and creating that image. You are controlling how and what somebody sees of you, the mood of that, like ha- like playing with that is so much fun. Absolutely. And when it comes to things like sexting, that that fun element is totally required like it's got to be fun it's got to be enjoyable you got to find a way to you know laugh about it smile about it like if everything is like 50 shades of gray like so serious like you know i think that is just not a fun time and with sexting you know if you felt unconfident something as simple as i was thinking about you i want you i or even just going back to memories you know like if if this sexting partner is someone who you've hooked up with before in person or saw in person talking about what was really hot previously Like all of that can make someone feel super desired because the sexting often is not about you proving your hotness to them. They already think you're hot, but it's communicating want and communicating desire and, you know, the connection between the two of you. It's not just about you're a hot person and let's focus on how one person's hot and then change roles and focus on how the other person's hot, right? (laughs) Totally. Yeah, sexting's like a funny one in my head, just in that, like, because I was, like, you know, a baby of the internet and, you know, I was, I've been doing sexting and sex role plays for, like, a very, very, very long time. So it's almost at that point where, like, it's pretty hard to titillate me. But in, in the, I guess, the, the way, I think there's there's what sexting is and then there's assum- the assumptions of what sexting should be. And sometimes I feel like in your head it's like, well, it's going to be like this very arousing, like, erotica novella. <laughs> um, where, it, like, as Lauren said, like, oh, for somebody to remember a way that I touched them and for that to come back to them and then for them to reiterate that to me super hot like definitely does it for me like I'm definitely the kind of person that like when I sleep with anyone like I love having like a debrief afterwards I love having a debrief the next day I love things coming back up the next week you know like I thrive on those like succulent tidbits and I would say like for for me like that's kind of like what I enjoy sexting to be um because I I guess you know I'm kind of like at that point in my life where I don't find it like if I know that that's the extent of what can happen when I'm honest with myself that the need that I have is to have the actual physical (laughs) interactions with people so sometimes I find sexting a bit like oh this like isn't I don't quite want to like entertain this or do this you know um so like yeah I guess it's like stepping back as well and like thinking about it and like not trying to do a good job for the other person but like what would feel good to you like what in your head when you think about it what do you think um a good sexting experience could be and could you sort of like float that or or have a try of that with your person you know 
I think it's really wonderful that your sexting partner is gentle and lovely and patient. And if this person's more experienced, I would also put more of the onus on them to say, what do they find sexy about sexting? What are examples that they think are really hot? Maybe uh, putting it more on them to be more vulnerable, for example, like them to send you voice memos instead of just texting, which I think adds an extra fun, spicy level to it. Or the sexting is prescriptive where you give them jerk off homework, for example, like they have to they have to report in what porn they just got off to. I mean, this all depends on what your comfort levels are, but uh, but being yeah, but being like, you know, you have to jerk off to me and you have to tell me exactly what you were thinking about when you got off or whatever, you know, and if they and if a little bit of assertiveness from you that is decoupled from you finding yourself hot because we can't always feel that way but instead luxuriate in like sexually using your partner (laughs) like that could also be that could also be super fun yeah every interaction doesn't have to be you know i'm bunny air quotationing like equal like there's you know different things that we need at different times and sometimes we you know yeah we just want to do the luxuriating and sometimes we just want to send hot photos and not really like have much further discussion except for lashings of um appreciative messages and i mean that's a a thing too about like sending these images like what's the content of that is this just kind of like a I'm going to send you a part I'm going to send you a photo so I expect one back or is this a, a gentle exchange or is this a sending them if and when you feel hot sort of like without notice or is this the kind of thing where you know something that's fun to do sometimes is like I would love to see a photo of x or I'd love you know a photo after you did xyz or I don't know is this the sort of person where it's like you could send them something sexy for a photo like yeah, it's a, like, what does this kind of look like for you? And it can be a lot, you know, a lot more sort of like fun, interesting, premeditated than just kind of like, here's like a casual picture of my butthole, you know? <laughs> casual picture of my butthole. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, I would say in summary, like, dear listener, you are new to this. You know, if you have not done this extensively it's so understandable that it's not a super comfort zone and your partner should be supporting you. Maybe there are extra things they can do to help you. You should really find what's fun and what's rewarding about it for you and cultivating that sexy relationship that you have with yourself, like regardless of dating other people. And uh, in terms of in terms of equipment, you know, you don't need the, the fanciest fancy stuff. Some people find tripods with a remote controller. Sometimes playing with light can be helpful. You know, sexy classic red light helps you focus just on your shape and not more specific details a lot of the time. So that can help people feel hot. And uh, basically knowing that, you know, you can treat this like another form of masturbating. Uh, it should really be about what is fun for you. Nudes and sexting are a little bit different and both of them are journeys where it's all about you finding out what you really like and hopefully it can be a good, fun, um, hot exchange and we encourage you to go on some adventures. Totally. And I, I just really like to say sort of like around the frustration with yourself for having the issues like please be kind to yourself. Like all of the all of the things that you've described are so 
I, I read that and I'm like, I've been there. I've felt that. It's so easy to understand how and why somebody would feel like that because of the way that these things are treated in society and how we feel about ourselves. Like, you don't have to expect yourself to be a, a superhuman and it's okay to be new at something and it's okay to be nervous about it. Like it sounds really awesome that you found somebody to explore this with and you feel brave enough to have a try. Like that's fabulous. And I feel like that's the focal point rather than punishing yourself for not being where you want to be. Like perhaps you might not be where you want to be today, but like it's a long life, babe. And you're being curious and having a go and that's fucking sick and I'm very proud of you. Well, that was beautiful, Vix. Yeah, I think a lot of us out here will absolutely relate and similar to the dating profile guy, some people might feel like there are people out there feeling 100% confident doing nudes and sexting and that's really just not the case for 99.95% of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like sometimes people don't really, like, well, they don't talk about these topics enough. And I think it's kind of why it's a little bit of an area of shyness or nervousness. And I guess with nudes as well, there's like all kinds of different layers of like, what if what if uh, people share these between each other? Or, you know, once you send an image to somebody, like it's out there in the world. Like there's so many different layers to why you could feel nervous, you know? Mm. Mm. And fear and horny are very close in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of tension, a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of nervousness. Um, growth lies beyond the comfort zone, you know, as we like to say. So it's all it's all very very understandable. But you know, when it goes well, it can be absolutely gorgeous. So beautiful. Well, I think that's about um, that's the questions that we've got time for today. So Vix, let's get tactical here. When it comes to nudes, what are our hot tips about hot photo taking? Hot tips. Okay, what do you have in your wardrobe or closet that makes you feel hot? Do you have any underwear that makes you feel real nice? Do you have like a hot thong or jock strap? Or do you have a cute little crop top of some kind or a short skirt or some stockings? Like what in your arsenal makes you feel sexy? Maybe it's a, a choker or a collar or a heavy necklace. I don't know. We all have like our di- a cowboy hat. We all have different things like in our lives that make us feel sexy. And if you don't have some things that make you feel sexy, I implore everyone listening to this week have a look and find something to add to your wardrobe that makes you feel hot and I would just start with that object and sort of really like I guess depressurize it right do it um, have a go uh, in a time where you're feeling relaxed and you're feeling curious um, and maybe it's going to be a butt photo and kind of like take the pressure off like without having any equipment uh, a lot of phones have a nice self timer so have a little experiment sort of like perhaps in your bedroom or I don't know what your living situation is if you have more space than that but finding uh, like a kind of lighting that feels nice to you perhaps it's in the daytime it could also be maybe you light some candles and take some photos that are a little bit more shape focused um with some gentle moody lighting like there is no script for what this photo has to look like uh I think it's also 
It's so normal and expected that you're going to have to take a lot of photos to get one that you like, especially when you're starting out because the thing is right it's like taking a good selfie like that doesn't just happen you get better at that through practice through learning how to hold your face how you like looking at your face what environments you like to be in so I'd look at it like as another skill that you're learning and and just like have a try and like I find another thing I find really helpful is when I'm like having, I'm having like a bad day, um, but, but I've had a try anyway, because I wanted to like try and like lift my confidence a little bit. And sometimes what I'll do is I won't look at the photos immediately. Sometimes I might look a couple of hours later, or I might look the next day. And, and I just find sometimes like my like mean brain will tell me that photos are bad. And then sometimes I'll look the next day after like having hated them and been like, Oh, I'm so ugly. Be like, fuck in hell. What the fuck? I look so (laughs) fucking hot. Like (laughs) gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And for me, it's like sometimes putting on a sexy music playlist in the background can really help. Um, sometimes like having like, you know, not recommending getting fucking blitzed out of your brain, but for me, it's like having some chocolate, having some wine, sexy music, and me just telling myself, this is treat time. This is nice time instead of you've got to get a result kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. But instead being like, oh, it's sexy energy cultivation kind of time. It's actually been way too long since I've taken actively sexy photos of myself. So I'm glad that this question's come along to remind me to put some hot outfits together and like try a photo shoot, even though my body is different in lockdown and different in ISO and everything. And it can be really hard to remember that that it can be really fun and that it's not a waste of time to just take hot pics, even if no one else sees them. Maybe that is a good homework for us this week. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That can be my learning lane for this week is here's a reminder that I'm a hot bitch and I have full permission to wear my hot clothes and take hot photos of myself. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. That's extremely pleasing to me. I, yeah. I, so you can see in my little face, I'm doing a little, a little beam. Um, I, maybe just a hopeful beam that I'll get to see some of the photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to see. I'm a <laughs> and dear listeners, go for it as well. Like, you know, like absolutely take this to heart. All of us can probably use a reminder that we're all hot bitches and we deserve to feel hot and we can take hot photos of ourselves. And like just doing it for you is also enough, you know, like that sweet masturbate energy, my babies, like just, just, just have a go. Uh, And yeah, it's a funny thing, right? It's like things like, uh, like good mirrors, like they do help. Like I do love having my, um, my full size mirror, like is very, very good. Like maybe this is a thing, like if you find that you're enjoying taking some photos of yourself, maybe that's a nice little treat to get for you. Um, and have a think about like, sort of like where you place it. Like, because I, you know, I've gone from like, I'm terrified of my body to like, bitch, you are so fucking hot. What the fuck? So I've got like five different mirrors around my room so that I can take, you know, different kinds of photos or just like catch, you know, nice little, nice little glimpses of my sweet derriere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, keeping it being fun. Maybe it's like, do you, do you do like a cute makeup? Do you like do like a nice hairstyle um is your cat in it like I don't know like I I think 
I think just having a try and maybe even like looking for some inspiration. Like, do you have, do you think you maybe have some friends? Maybe you're doing it already that sometimes take like cute varying levels of nudie photos of themselves. And, you know, I, I talked to a friend about this recently, you know, they shared um, a couple of their, their nudes and lewds with me. Um, and we're just sort of like, hey, like, I, I'm really not sure, uh, like, how to take photos of myself yet. And um, I'm looking for some new poses. So what I ended up doing was just like sending, you know, a bunch of my favorite ones of my body and just sort of, yeah, just just sort of shared what I enjoy doing there. Um, and so and she was really excited about that. So if there's, you know, some, some cuties in your life that, that you really love and you feel, you know, uh, like you can trust them to have that kind of conversation, that can be a really nice place to go. Like having a little bit of a poke around on, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, cause something, you know, it's like drawing or anything like that, right? Maybe find some stuff to imitate if, if you're not feeling sort of confident enough to, to think of like what the whole image as a final product will use. I think also I'd really like to say it's totally okay to use filters. Like I feel like filters get a lot of hate in this world and I think it's fucking stupid. It was actually my mum who said to me like, um, she's like, no matter what, it is a photo of you. Like that is, that is what it is. And you can present the artwork that is your lovely self in whatever fucking way you like. So maybe experimenting with some black and white photos, maybe some grainy filters. Um, there's so, there's so many cool different photo apps out there now and, and having an ask of your friends, like if there's any specific ones that they use. Um, a face filter that makes you a sexy cat, which helps you just laugh at your face to take hot photos of your body like whatever helps exactly just yeah it's 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 like a it's a playful thing right and it it can be really fun and I think it, it seems very intimidating from afar or yeah challenging these uh, perceived images in our heads of what things should look like but I think it's really about finding what you find beautiful in your body and sexualizing yourself here, here. So that moves us into Learny Lane. This is generally a section where we share about things that we've learned <laughs> that we'd like to share with you. But uh, we've got to be honest. This week we've we've got nothing. We did we did no learning. You know, we just did surviving. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging in there, hanging in there. I'm preparing to learn. I've got good learning materials, but I've not sat down to do the learns. <laughs> yeah I like put my dominance book down this week and you know it was one of those weeks where I was just like really trying to like learn lots about podcasts and watched a lot of Star Trek which is still Hooray! Star Trek Next Generation is just really taking a lot of my life up right now and I feel totally okay about that hell yeah hell yeah Trekkies out there talk to us about why Trekkies are the best lovers. Go on, oh. do it. I know I know that they have got opinions. <laughs> but I reckon, you know, we have not done our active learns, but we have had pretty, pretty nice weekends in particular. So I'd love to talk about um, our weekly wonderfuls, Victoria. So this is the section where we chat about just something that we've loved this week, just to share a little bit of positivity. And sometimes it's got recommendations for the listeners out there. Sometimes but Vix. Yeah, what's been wonderful for you this week? Well, 
oh my goodness, I actually got to go outside and sit with somebody in the sunshine. And it just was honestly so glorious. I've just really felt a really... A big change in Melbourne over the last couple of weeks with the weather brightening up and I feel like it's lifting everybody's moods and it just feels really good. Like I feel so hopeful about like beautiful beachy times and I'm ordering a new picnic blanket so for when we can do some nice uh, group hangs which is hopefully on the horizon so I've been feeling very cheerful about that. Um, I was also very excited about how our bisexual by plus gorgeous awareness visibility blah episode when um got some really beautiful comments from people people who felt seen people who shared their stories with us thank you so much for your vulnerability it was yeah a really interesting episode for us to make and yeah I don't know if I've ever well I've never talked sort of like on a more public space to more people, I guess, about my feelings about my sexuality. Um, so, you know, it, it was really fun to like put ourselves out there and listen back to that one and definitely felt, you know, proud of Lauren and I for doing a share. And I hope, I hope us sharing feels like you can share with some more people in your life. And, you know, the more, the more we open up with each other, I think, you know, more beautiful world (laughs) Mm. genuinely dear listeners you reward us every time we do a little share and it's a little scary and it's a little vulnerable you're showing up with lovely things to say and lovely support and it absolutely means the world so thank you so much but um but yeah for me and my weekly wonderful it's really similar to vix's like in melbourne where we are it's now spring and uh, there's fresh growth, fresh green growth on the trees. My parents have had new goats get born, you know, at their place. Uh, I'm super loving the flowers, the fruit that's starting to come out. My houseplants are starting to take off. And like just the seasonal changes make 2020 feel more po- like possible because like autumn going into winter and then how much I hate winter. It can feel like such a slog, but then seeing spring happen, more sunlight, more warmth just makes me feel like, Oh my God, time is still passing. We will still get through all of this. And yeah, it makes me feel really hopeful too. So got to love that mother nature. Honestly, everyone, like I like jumped on the call with Lauren today and she's just like, fucking smile beaming off her face just like so (laughs) joyful and yeah just very infectious and I think that's the thing right when you're I feel like my moods are very affected by the people around me and so I'm like thank you Springo for um you know just injecting (laughs) a little bit more sweet juice into everybody oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) injecting sweet juice that's so good (laughs) your sweet juice um hopefully my summer will you know contain a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it I love it and I love you Vix beautiful (laughs) well that's probably enough for this time as usual you know I guess we're clocking these episodes to be up to an hour I don't know if that's too long like I'm not really sure but to be quite frank we're probably not going to shorten it anytime soon like this is kind of we're not we're not brief ladies <laughs> we cannot yeah, these are not brief topics like i got a lot of thoughts and feelings and you know that the, the backbone of this uh podcast is feelings so 
I hope that you're enjoying listening to them. I mean, if, if you've got this far through the episode, like, thank you, sweet bean. That's very thoughtful. Now, uh, we are wrapping up the season soon. We've only got uh, a, f- a few more episodes to go. So if there is something that you would love to hear us talk about, uh, we would love you to share that with us. There are a couple ways that you can do this. You can slide into our DMs with your question at Done Wonderfully on Twitter. Or you can slip us an anonymous message at curiouscat.qa slash wonderfullydone. And Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. And it can also be reviewed in a lot of those places. If you are listening and have enjoyed Wonderfully Done, please go and leave us a five-star written review where you enjoy listening. Uh, I know that that's definitely uh, very easy on Stitcher. It's easy on Apple Podcasts, easy-ish, Google Podcasts, uh, you can leave uh, reviews on Podchaser. You know, there's some options out there and uh, reviews really help us in a really big way. So if you would take the time to do that for us, we would super appreciate it. It would really mean the world to us. And hey, you're doing wonderfully.